0: Is this for a school project or, or something like that?
1: asked Gary's dad. Gary sat down opposite him. He had a notepad in one wing and a pencil in the other.
2: No, no, it's just some research. Well, research of, of a personal nature. You see, I'm getting my information straight from the horse's mouth. Not like your bill looks like a horse's mouth or anything like that.
0: <laughs> I sincerely hope not
1: said Gary's da, while his mum, who was also present, just threw her eyes up to the heavens.
2: Do you mind if I take notes?
1: Continued Gary, before he attempted to lick the tip of his pencil. He had seen a human do this before, prior to writing on a notepad, and it seemed like the appropriate thing to do. But it quickly dawned on Gary that the human's tongue was way more flexible than his, and he soon stopped. His dad just shook
0: his head. No, no, I, I don't mind at all.
2: Okay, da, first question. How do you feel about not getting the
0: opportunity to compete in the eggs?
1: Gary's dad cleared his throat and took a deep breath before he answered.
0: it, would sum it up best. I put a lot of time and effort into getting myself into the best shape possible, but external circumstances... Both times, an outbreak of bird flu put paid to the eggs. What could I do? I was very disappointed, but birds' lives are more important than sport. Even the extraordinary Gannet Games. And what about the third time? Oh yes, uh, I got injured a few weeks before the start of that particular egg and couldn't take my place on the team.
2: And what was the injury?
0: Oh, I I broke a bone in my wing. Uh, You see, I, I hit it off the metal boy.
1: The boy in question was a weather boy moored 15 kilometers off the northern cliff. It was a big scary looking yellow structure 12 metres tall and made from aluminium that constantly emitted a flashing light and at four different times during the day and night emitted a weird crackling sound from the shiny panels located halfway up the structure. But most scarily of all, it also had a bell that rung and rung and rung as the boy bobbed in the waves. To a gannet, the ringing noise was was horrible, deafening even. All gannets, young and old, avoided this boy at all costs. Jeepers, da! exclaimed Gary.
2: What were you doing near the boy? Mind your language, Gary,
1: said his mum.
0: Sorry, mum, but aren't you forbidden from going anywhere near that boy? You are, son. And you're not to go near it under any circumstances. But, Dad,
1: pleaded Gary. To his young mind, that story was huge. He just had to find out what brought his dad to the Forbidden Zone.
0: You just said you were there. I know I did, Sonny. It was an emergency. Tell me more, Dad. Please, please, please,
1: said Gary. He started to jump up and down. His notepad and pencil flew across the nest in all the excitement as he waved his wings in the air.
2: Right, Gary, time for bed. No, Mum, please,
1: pleaded Gary. He turned his attention to his father.
2: Ah, come on, Dad. You just can't leave the story hanging like that. I won't be able to sleep now. This has the potential to be the greatest story I've ever heard. An emergency in the forbidden zone, and my dad with a broken wing. My my mind, it's it's my mind,
0: it's boggling. Oh, all right, son. You may as well hear the whole story, straight from the horse's mouth. Many years ago, a prolonged stretch of fine, warm weather was unexpectedly broken by a wild summer storm. As you are aware, we gannets are particularly good at forecasting the weather. But this storm came totally out of the blue and caught several birds on the hop, including your granddad. Remember, granddad was a member of the police and he was out on a long-range patrol when a raging wind whipped up. It brought with it dark clouds, driving rain, massive violently crashing waves, claps of thunder and bolts of lightning. You know, the, the, the whole shebang. Anyway, Grandad struggled to battle against the elements as he made his way back home. And as you can well imagine, he got very tired. Well, down below him, he spotted the boy bobbing up and down in the huge waves. He was really tired, and he needed a rest. So he landed on the boy.
2: What? He landed in the forbidden zone?
0: exclaimed
1: Gary, his eyes widened in astonishment.
0: Yes, as I said, he needed to rest, continued his da. He landed on the base of the boy and took shelter underneath one of the shiny panels. He told me later that the bell was ringing so loudly and so continuously that he had to put pieces of seaweed in his ears to block out the racket. Anyway, meanwhile, back at the police nest, the local sergeants started to get worried that Grandad had not returned from his patrol. So he looked for volunteers to go out into the storm to search for him. So so you volunteered,
1: said Gary as he struggled to contain the excitement building up in his little body.
0: Well, he's your mum's dad after all, so uh, I kind of had to. A- anyway, I decided I'd head north. I won't lie to you, it was tough going. The wind was blowing offshore, and the tide was coming in, so huge waves were forming and crashing down with some force. You know there were idiot humans out surfing the waves, for goodness' sake. And? Asked Harry. And and after about an hour flying, I spotted the boy, and you never guess what happened next. What happened? Dad? What happened? The boy was hit by a bolt of lightning and I saw Grandad get thrown 50 metres from the boy into the sea. I dived straight down beside him, but he was unconscious. I tried to get his head up out of the water, but just then a huge wave picked me up and smashed me back up against the base of the boy. That's when I broke the bone in my wing.
1: If Gary thought his mind was boggling before, well, it had switched into overdrive at this stage.
0: But... But, but, but what happened to Grandad? He was carried on the wave away from the boy, so I swam out after him. It took longer than you would expect. You know, it it was pure agony swimming with a broken bone in your wing. I would not recommend it. Anyway, by the time I got to him, he was beginning to regain consciousness, but he was poorly. I had to hold him up in the water. And how did you get back home? For a while, I did not think we would make it. But out of the gloom, I saw the hull of a trawler riding on the crest of a wave. I somehow managed to get myself and Grandad up out of the water and onto the deck of the trawler. The trawler men didn't mind us on their deck. They even threw us a few sprats to help us get our energy back. Once the trawler approached the harbour, we jumped overboard and swam ashore.
2: That is the greatest story I've ever heard,
1: said an impressed Gary. He made a note to follow up with his granddad to get his version of the events.
2: Okay, time for bed,
1: insisted his mum.
2: You've school in the morning, you know.
1: As he lay in bed, Gary's mind raced with images of his father's daring do in the raging summer storm, and it took ages for him to fall asleep morning came around too quickly he was not a happy gannet when his mum called him for breakfast